Peace. This is the Fire This Time podcast. My I'm, name is Sonny Teray. And I'm Akita G. And we are so happy to have y'all. We are here now at episode 87. Got a uh, few short topics we want to dip into for this week. Couple yeah. of things. Yeah, go ahead, Aki. Welcome to People Righteously, man. Well, it's normal. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. Always remember, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you think, let you know what let us know what it's about so we can let you know what we think and give it to you right back. Um, we coming into the cold season now, so everybody needs to stay warm. And tonight we'll try to give you a little bit of heat to keep you warm. But uh, we're going to have a couple of little, just a little conversation. We ain't going to go too long on y'all tonight. We just seen some shit that just swept by the, the desk, and we definitely need to talk about it. Yep. So uh, for today, uh, the big topic for today, we're going to dip back into uh, the, the Palestine uh, uh, conversation we talked about last week. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like uh, we left a little bit on the table because we were talking so much about Haiti. Yeah. But uh, a few things came up. We saw some crazy stuff with the black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. <laughs> this that, shit. That, uh, you know, supporting Israel, uh, you know, that we're going to get into. Uh, besides that, we're also going to talk about a uh, little, little retweet. Yeah. <laughs> little <laughs> retweet. He go by little RT. I, I'm just joking about the retweet part. But it's a nine-year-old rapper. I didn't even catch where, what city he's in. Yeah, I didn't but, get uh, that either. Anyways, nine-year-old rapper. Whatever that, city he's from, they should be ashamed of their damn self. Where he's he's being promoted by his mother and you know the the foolish young men around him. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound twenty years older talking about this little nigga nah. today. Nah, uh, man, he, yeah, he, just be, you know he he's on there talking about a whole bunch of crazy stuff. We are gonna get into that unbefit unbefitting of a nine-year-old, right? I savagery. <laughs> Said it just like that. It's savagery, you know. Uh, but for today, we're going to kick it off with uh, talking about our brother, our African Cameroonian brother, Francis Ngannou, uh, whooping on Tyson Fury's head. You know what I'm saying? Now, put them hands on him. Put them hands on him, my key. That's what's up. Now, he didn't get the victory, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of controversy around that. A lot of people feel like Francis was robbed. Yeah. I, I felt like just on the, on, on the personal level, just by him knocking him down, him standing up to Fury the way he did, and him really being landing the more powerful shots throughout the fight. Mm-hmm. In my mind, Francis Ngannou won that fight. Yeah. He won that battle. By the boxing rules, I can understand why they gave it to Tyson just because he, he his jab was working. Yeah. And there was I, I felt like Francis gave the last two rounds away. But, you know, before I, we get too deep into it, I mean, what, what, did you see the fight, Aki? And what, I seen what, the highlights of the fight. Um, I didn't find out to the day after the fight. I felt actually upset at you, Aki, because I normally get a phone call to let me know, hey, you know it's a fight this weekend. But it's all gravy. I didn't get to see the full fight. I just got to see the highlights. And from what I seen, from what I got, personally, it looked like Ngannou took that. Um, I think we might have fight. We might have found Tyson Fury's crypto. Yeah. Oh yeah. He that- just needs somebody who his dad, who's his damn size. And uh, even though I think you know Fury's skill is you know way above Ngannou's. And I think that's probably what pulled him through it. Mm. You know, the fact that he has more fight experience against more top-notch fighters, you know, but I don't think he had much experience with fighting somebody that big, youthful. Ngannou, young. And I think he he has a hell of a, like... I think Ngannou might be older than Fury. What? Yeah, I, I think, like, it's 35, 36, and Ngannou's older, though. For I, what? I, yeah. Like, for real? 
But you can tell Ngannou, you know, he's taking take it a little bit better or something. Yeah, Ngannou's thirty seven. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, probably taking like you said, yeah. better care. Original more. man jeans, yeah. baby. Oh yeah, for sure. Get the original man, black African jeans. Okay then. Well, you know, then it's really honestly just it just seems like it's a Gano's time, you know. Um, I hopefully he could get a rematch out of this. I don't know if he caused Tyson Fury that much difficulty. Tyson Fury might avoid. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know what Tyson Fury's plan is. I mean, I guess he's gonna mix it up with Usyk. But long story short, I do think that. And Ganu's a problem for Fury because Fury's not used to fighting people his size or anything yeah. close to it. I'm going to tell you who Ngannou needs to get with. He needs to get a... Um, who was my man that got in the uh, Lennox Lewis corner who got him right? Manuel Stewart. He needs, he needs a f trainer like that what? who could teach him how to fight behind his jab. Yeah, like that crunk gym style. Yeah. And uh, I forget that the, the person that continued Emmanuel Stewart's legacy in that gym is actually Tyson Fury's trainer. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, at least it, it was uh, for his his fights with Deontay Wilder and maybe one after that. I'm not sure if Tyson Fury is is back with him. Mm -hmm. I kind of forget, even though I just seen that that most recent fight. But Tyson Fury spent time in that style yeah. and has a relationship with that. You know what I'm saying? With that trainer, not, not saying Francis Ngannou can't go to him. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. I mean, he 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 can throw the jab, but he 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 can't throw it like a skilled boxer yet. Yeah. He reminds me of a Lennox Lewis before mm -hmm. a Lennox Lewis got with Emmanuel Stewart. And we have to remember, Tyson Fury listed at six nine. I think he's probably closer to six 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 seven. Yeah. Big boy. Mm -hmm. Right. And 260, 270, easy type shit, right? Yeah. But he's used to fighting. Deontay Wilder wasn't nothing but 230, around yeah. 230. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, 30, 40 pound yeah. difference. Now, the distance between weight classes normally is less than 10 pounds. It's around five pounds, seven pounds between the different weight classes. Yeah. All the way up, to, you know, featherweight, bantamweight, middleweight. Mm -hmm. All, you know, all the way up to heavyweight, but then it changed. Then anything above 200 pounds is heavyweight. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially as people get larger, like, and we just larger as humans than yeah. we was back in the day. Yeah. You know, I think there needs to be some accounting for that. You know what I'm saying? Because a 30, 40 pound difference is a lot. And Tyson Fury been getting by on that a lot. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, so somebody a similar size to him come in his first boxing match, yeah, and give Tyson Fury that type of problems. Uh, I think that that shows you that th there's you know a significant size advantage. Like he's fought people heavier than him. He's fought people taller than him, but never heavier than him. Mm -hmm. He fought a guy. He fought a guy who was about the same height, if not the same height. I won't say he weighed as much as Tyson, but he's muscle. And he's well balanced. It's yeah. not like he's just heavy up top. Yeah, like he's strong up top, but he's, weak, but weak in his leg. Deontay Wilder had like he had weak legs compared to the rest of his body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just is what it yeah, is. Yeah. And so Tyson Fury could then lean on him and tire him out easily. And that's yeah. exactly what happened every single time. You know? But that that that's not the uh case with, you know. Cause he got bobbed with the head chin and chin chin with Wilder. Even though I thought that uh Wilder, he was a better skilled fighter than Wilder. He still got by the hair. His he got off of that by the hair. His chitty chin chick. Cause yeah. Wilder had a whop. That so, so somebody he got thirty pounds on, several inches on, and supposedly a lot of skill. Talking talk about Fury over Wilder. Fury mm -hmm. had a lot of problems. Yeah, got knocked down every fight they had together. Yep. Fury touched the canvas. Yeah. So the fact that somebody 
in better shape. Like uh, an Nganu, yeah, that's bigger. You know, what I'm saying, giving them problems. You know, we got to come to the realization. You know, as boxing fans, that uh, when it comes to Tyson Fury, he ain't really got nobody skilled, no no big name on his record. Nah, his nah. Bi- his biggest win is an old Klitschko, and the two wins he got over Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that was it. And Wilder was already champion for probably about ten years. <laughs> he was going on champion. You know, Dante Wilder had the belt for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time, he was the only champion in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he already had his run. You know, it, it's like this. I think Ngannou going to get his time. I just hope he get it before he hit 40. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I think when it comes to Fury versus Usyk, they're talking about that's going to be the next one for Fury. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he actually going to put his titles on the line versus Usyk, uh, Alexander Usyk. Yeah. Even though Usyk is more skilled than Fury, I think I think the side Usyk is is smaller. You know, he, yeah, he's one of the the shortest. You know, uh, he's one of the smallest champions. heavyweights we've had in a long time. Yeah, heavyweight champion. He's a champion because yeah. he he took Joshua's belts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or belt, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we're gonna see what happens with that. I, I think uh, the size advantage is too much. That, I, I mean, I mean, but I won't put nothing past Usyk. We'll see. Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I see you there. I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. And, all right. So, uh, you know, enough of the boxing talk, Aki. We're going to keep it moving. And uh, we're going to touch on your boy. You put me on to this. No, <laughs> let me stop. About to say, don't you even lie on me <laughs> like that, Aki. Yeah, so uh, if y'all... None I don't of know that about you. I don't know if y'all follow the same Instagram page. Just tapped in, you know, the way I'm tapped in. This came across my desk in the way it did. Uh, Lil RT is a nine-year-old rapper. Can't give you a city and state. I apologize. Need his ass whooped. Need his ass whooped. His mama probably same boat because Need she... Need ass whooped too. She the one promoting it. But I, I'm going to play a short clip of it. You know, hopefully not enough to get flagged. I don't know how much of the, you know, the algorithm <laughs> going to get it, fuck us up for this. But I got to play some of this. I play it for my... Uh, yeah, I put the audio in. But here we go. This is a uh, little retweet. Uh... <laughs> Uh, 60 Miles, that's the name of the song. My man said, 12 get behind me. We gonna do sixty fucking miles, as if that's not the speed limit, little nigga. He don't know what he talking about. Coming to talking about, you know, he nine year old talking about a woman sucking him up. You know what I'm saying? If she don't suck his. He said, if she don't suck me up, I'ma put her out. Put her out or what? Put her out my shit. What shit you got? Put it like yeah. Would you go put her off the big wheel? <laughs> Try what you go do? Like, like you go like. Those, those were our concerns, though, Aki. We, there wasn't many niggas. I, I I don't know if it's a generational thing, Aki, but some part of me thinks it is. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the effect of digital media, like I think shit is a little different. You know what I'm saying? This seemed a little different. Man, this they, shit is all the way different. At nine years old, I wanted to be a superstar in the NBA. I was concerned about playing psych bike on Nintendo or Super Nintendo. That's what I was concerned about. And kicking it with the homies. That's all that was on my mind at nine years old. Don't get me wrong. I may have a little crush on a girl. But most cases, I wasn't thinking nothing about them. 
It was all about Saturday morning cartoons, the homies, cereal, G.I. Joe's, uh, Battle Toads. My imagination was crazy back then. Yeah, I'm not thinking nothing. We got a bike gang. We rolling in other neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is going on, bro? This this shit is some serious stuff. I think it shows, you know what I'm saying? First off, it's sad. You know what I'm saying? First off, it's just sad to see that shit. Yeah, and that just, hurt. It, and just knowing that little boy is, you know, uh, being encouraged to limit himself. Yeah. He's being encouraged to limit himself, limit what's the mental, spiritual potential that he has is being limited. You know what I'm saying? Not just by his environment. We know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's also by the people around him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. And uh, it, that shit's sad to see. I mean, and it's like, this: he a child? He a child. You can't even really blame him. Because he got a mama and a daddy. He got them both. Now, if his daddy ain't around, he's still just as guilty. Because, nigga, you should be seeing your son with your son doing and you should have a problem with it. Now, the mama, she ain't got no problem with it. She is booking this little Negro for motherfucking events. We got other niggas, like Doughboy. I don't even know where he from. This a grown-ass nigga rapping. Grown-ass man. He gets in on the remix. Talking about his, his gun as big as the child he rapping with. Like, like for real. Savage. Man, like, yo, man, I don't even like to say that shit like that, man. But, like, yo. <sighs> it, I mean, it, it, it kind of gets into some of the other commentary we've seen on it. Talking about, like, the degradation of black culture. Yeah. You know, some people being, you know, cynical, asking, is this it? Is this, you know, black culture's death? And, of course, yeah. I, I, I don't go to those depths of, you know, of just misery, you know what I'm saying, with it. Because I think, you know, I still got faith, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That we gonna recover from where we at, but I agree that this is a low point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The fact that I, I, any segment of us is celebrating this, you know, I think we gotta rise up from that that low position that we in. Yeah. I, do, I do feel that way. I, I, be, I be man, yo, I keep that. That was discouraging as hell. Now, I, I uh, Candace Owens, you know, mm. she uh, did a piece on it that we watched. Yeah, and she, you know, made the claim. You know, short version is, you know, we can't blame white people for this. And while I disagree with most of her politics, you know, what I'm saying it's a shame that she gives more sensible cultural commentary than a lot of so-called black leftists. Yeah, you know, or black Marxists. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying that that really are you know take after white people and elite whites, and you know, what I'm saying this that postmodernist edge where you know they. They say anything is black culture. Anything should be celebrated. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, but, no. Like, like I, I would say it wrong. And, and this is a weird feeling to even say, because I don't even know how to even express this right. But, you know, in my life, being around kids, having nephews, I didn't had to whip my share fair. Had to whip my fair share ass, folk. You know what I'm saying? This is about one of the only times that I wanted to whoop some ass. Righteous. Like, 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 it's the righteous thing to do. Just to snatch the child. And I don't even really even know how to explain that. But, like, there's no excuse for that. The mama may just need an ass whooping, too. 
This is not right. You know what I'm saying? I understand. My, my brother, he, he got, you know what I'm saying? Sonny, he got faith. I understand. I, I, and I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with him on the faith thing, too. But, man, that shit is mad discouraging. It had you like, is this it? Is this what it is? Is this what we fighting for? You know, shit like that discourage nationalists sometimes when they hear stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? See stuff like that. How many views? He got views, too. He got, he got, he got, he views. He getting booked. He getting booked for shows and shit. This is retarded. Shit bad, Aki. And it's like, it's like, it's not, it's a smack to black culture, but it's a smack to hip-hop culture. Because even, I, 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 that's why I say hip-hop does need some form of authority. Um, I may even say police. Like, somebody like, nah, we can't do that. Nah, we're not tolerating that. Nah, we're not. No, no, I mean, that's not allowed. Right. Maybe one of the early signs, or just general signs that your culture is becoming less than, is the lack of shame. Yes, yes. You know, like, that's that's totally correct. Yeah, shame because shame comes with standards. Exactly, and standards come from culture. Right. Your culture lets the stand sets the standard. There you you go. go against the standard, you get the shame of the culture. And yes, you you correct. Like like people are saying, well, she's just trying to get paid. That's their business. Like no. Like like no. Like because it's little other boys in there. And now we got so much fast social access to social media in these streets. The kids do, cause all these kids walking around with cell phones. If that if that gets popping amongst them, you are gonna see then after that a slew of artists coming from that age group. Doing that shit the same way Drill jumped from Chi-Town to one city to another city to another city to another city. Now you got it in every city. You know what I'm saying? That shit's gonna jump. I, we, that's not something. At least Drill, them, them, they, they was in, at an 18, 19-year-old range. And I was still disappointed in some of that shit. These, the, they, they, these the, nine years old, that's innocence. Corrupted. Yeah, that's corrupted. That's innocence right there. Like, that's, that's the, you know, we don't even know really. We may be in the streets at nine years old, but we don't even process the seriousness of it. This nigga's talking about sliding and getting his dick set. He can't even produce. I hunt around on the Glock. Yeah. He can't even produce the seed of life at nine years old. Like, fuck. It's, it's Who tough. writing his lyrics? They need their ass whooped. I don't. He. It could be him. I know we talked about this earlier. It could be. It could be the boy. Just then he because, need two ass. Did, no, no, that, he can't. You want to know how we know? He can't read. But he can repeat what he hears on them songs. That's all he's so doing. So I guess he just freestyling because he can't they, read. I don't think he's writing his shit. No, I, I think he's because he he repeat himself like twenty times in yeah. the verse talking about what he gonna like. Like the whole like verse is like it was just repetitious. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just oh my god. There's probably somebody in the studio working with him, like, like, oh, take, we're gonna take that piece and and glue it like this, and then yeah. repeat it at the end of the song. You know what I'm saying? This producer probably working with him, but it's probably this boy. You know what I'm saying? Repeating. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck he heard? Yeah, it's it, it, it's bad, man. It's bad out here, y'all. And um, you know, we gonna we gonna pray for him and hope the ancestors bring some type of light into their life. Yeah, yeah, please, you know, please. Or something. So, uh, and then also, just like Dr. Umar would say, I, 
For his mama, a thousand lashes. Yes, 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 yes. For yes. promoting that. Yes, all, thousand. All, all them niggas that was around him that was yeah. older than yes. him. Yes, yes, 50 lashes a piece. Thousand lashes. Thousand lashes a piece, thousand lashes a piece. We throwing out lashes. That's real talk. They out there, they need all of that. <laughs> they out of line, Aki. They, they out of line. Out of line. But that's going to go ahead and get to this uh, Palestine. You know what I'm saying, man? Uh, uh, the you know it's been wild in these streets lately, y'all. Been real wild, you know. The Hebrews, you know, is out here in the streets at it again. You know, we spoke last week. You know, a little bit about the Palestine situation. You know our stance on it. You know, we support and stand with the Palestinians in this struggle. Um, we know what the deal is. We understand where the synagogue of Satan is. Um, us being in the beast of Satan ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we understand what the what the people of the Palestine is going through. And even though we may not be able to do much to help, we do support their struggle against the uh, uh, corrupt, illegal state of Israel. Them colonizers. Right? Yeah, colonizers. And- Aki, if you don't mind, before we get to the black Hebrew Israelites, because I want to say, I, I want to address something before we get to that. Yeah. You know, I know that's where you, where, where we headed. Just the, this topic of, you know, why should it matter to us has came up, I yeah. think, in even more than our last conversation on it. We've been seeing more and more like, why should this matter to new Africans? Why should this matter to black people? And I said this on the interview that I did with me and Slank did with uh, Wise the Dome. Uh, Rakim Shabazz, uh, the, the the YouTube channel Wise the Dome TV, uh, that interview just dropped recently. You know, when it came up, I said I feel like I I, I tried to build a bridge between uh, you know our position that we hold, you know, this anti-colonial position. Yeah. And that I, I say just for lack of a better term, the typical black position, young black position, or just black position in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This idea It don't matter to us And where I think Some of that comes from You know what I'm saying One I think Comes from a lack Of political education On why You know what I'm saying Our struggles are connected But also I think It comes from the despair That we feel collectively At the lack of Infrastructure as new Africans, as yeah. Black Americans, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like a lot of people feel like, why should we care about what's happening to these people when you know uh, we don't have anything to stand on ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what? It, and I think you know, from that lack of politi- political education, you know, Palestinians just get lumped in with other groups. Yeah. When there, I think there are some serious direct ties between our struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, and but you know. With, um, with, with Rakim and here You know what I'm saying I try to build that bridge It's like I, I think a lot of people Feel that way Because we ain't got No motion really going From To build that Independent black national Infrastructure And I and I think that The reason that's connected Our key Is because Even though we might not Speak on it In these terms I think we feel it In these terms The fact that We can't help nobody Until we help ourselves we can't help nobody as individuals because you you asked the question earlier. What can we do for Palestinian people instead outside of just raising our voice, maybe raising some money? You know what I'm saying? But as a as a collective, you know what I'm saying. Our effect is is less than it potentially could be. You know what I'm saying? Not just for Palestinians, but for Haitians, for mm. Congolese people, for uh, uh, people in Mali, 
uh, Nigeria, Burkina Faso, where some yeah. of these anti-colonial struggles is going on, mm-hmm. our connection to them is 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 limited to, from what it could be because we don't have any independent infrastructure yeah. because we're still so tied in to these ele- these mainstream electoral politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not building for self. You know, an independent economy and yeah. an independent government could direct serious resources. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to to these places. Uh, but you know that can't that you you got to get off Twitter. You know what I'm saying we got collectively we got to get mm. off Twitter and really dig in with each other to really build something that can do something like that. I mean you know um, that's definitely right. We don't really understand that type of history. Um, we already know just us having an understanding of our our domestic colonial state or our state as colonial subjects in the colonial plan. Um. Palestinians are in that same type of situation. They have been colonized within their own land. And they have been made the minority in their own land. You see what I'm saying? So they're a minority in a land and a colonial power. Now, their colonial power was placed there by the British, you know, and then given full support by the U.S. Talk about it. You know, um, we were taken or sold, taken and sold to Europeans, brought to America, enslaved in a colonial power at the time. Britain was under the control of the United States, the 13th colonies. They was in control of that. It was a colony. We were slaves in that colony. Then fought the British. Next thing you know, the United States comes about. We're still slaves. In this colony, mm-hmm. we're still here. You know what I'm saying? The same way, yeah, some of the Palestinians can go across, and when, when things are cool, they can go across the border and chit-chat with their people just over there and stuff like that and whatever. The same way we go and we move out of our communities and moved out of the South and went other places and was able to chit-chat, but it still remains the same. They see you as a problem, you know, and that's what it is. And like I said, sometimes it's just us asking questions because we do lump them all together. When you look at a Palestinian, you just think he's Arab. You don't know where he's from. You don't know if he's Iranian. You don't know if he's Pakistanian. You don't know if he's Egyptian. You don't know if he's Palestinian. You know, you, we don't know. And that may come from us, you know, just maybe needing to ask more questions. But um, people need to remember something. The Palestinian flag is a red, black, and green flag, and they put a white stripe in the center of it. Do the research on a flag because mm-hmm. it got some history that got to do with you. Mm-hmm. Same time that that was coming about, those same people was listening to somebody that we love to give honor to, the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, when they created that Palestinian flag. They was trying to rebel against colonialism even then because they seen it was a sham. So, you know what I'm saying? We just got to pay more attention. But, real quick, Hebrew Israelites just want to have a conversation. With y'all look real fast Everybody's seen the video If you haven't seen it You'll see it on Twitter But Hebrew Israelites is out there Getting into it With the Palestinians At a, a protest It had to be in some big city You know what I'm saying I'm thinking Chicago For some reason Okay I'm thinking Chicago It's either Chicago or New York I yeah, think It's either or, one of them Yeah Cause they was out there thick And I'm just not understanding this Now I used to be 
in that conscious community. I still float in that conscious community. I won't say I'm not conscious, but I used to be heavily into it. So, yes, I ran across the Hebrews. I've seen that shit before. I've been in that before. I'm not knocking it, but they just on some new stuff this era and time. They are protesting against Palestinians to protect what they call the synagogue of Satan. How do y'all go from being the Ethiopian Hebrew Israelites and establishing protests in the United States against Mussolini's um, occupation of Ethiopia in the early 1920s and 30s? Now you turn around and you doing it for the white Jew. That's the shit that be having the nationalists be, be, be questioning shit, I keep Stuff like this. What am I doing this for when you seeing shit like this? Shit was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Why and, are we doing this? Like, and, you know, I, I did see some birds on Twitter talking about uh, this is indicative of black men trying to imitate white folk or try to imitate our oppressor. It's like, hold on now. Like, <laughs> what, less than 1% of black men are Hebrew Israelites? Like, yeah. come on. Come yeah. on now, but I—I I mean, even with that birds chirping, that shit is still troubling. Aki, <laughs> I mean, for us as a people, you know what I'm saying? Like for us as a people, and uh, I just think it's like they come down. If we in this, we in this new era of lack of knowledge. Everybody want to be a leader. Everybody coming up with these goddamn this TikTok knowledge, this YouTube knowledge. They ain't read no more. No, any Hebrew Israelite who knows this. Ethiopia was Zion. That's what you was trying to get back to. That's in Africa. They knew they was African. These Negroes say they ain't African no more. It's it's just bad out here. It's showing like 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 I said when you're thinking from it from a nationalist point of view, you know what I'm saying. You seeing something in that shift in consciousness? Like nah, this ain't the shift in consciousness, nigga. We need no no no. I do not want that. I do not want that. Imagine a a conscious rapping RT. <laughs> like like this is what we're dealing with right now, man. Um, you know, I apologize to the Palestinian people mm. um, for um certain segment of my community that is um you know acting out of body right now. Um, you we we encounter those. You know what I'm saying? Y'all defended yourself well. You know, you are entitled to the right to defend yourself. You know, just know that we all don't feel like that. Um, they doing that shit really more on some religious stuff that is sort of backwards, whatever, whatever. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to talk bad about what they believe. It's some solid Hebrew Israelites brothers out here that's doing good work. If you participating in that, then you just need to, you know, chill for a little bit now. And I think we're going to skip up out of here. We're not going to keep y'all long tonight. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make this nice, sweet, and pretty. You know what I'm saying? Wrap it up. Maybe you generate some heat from it in this little chilly weather that we got going on right now. And uh, it keep it keep it warm for you. Or, or it keeps you warm for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Or 30 minutes. Or 40 minutes. I don't know. Yeah, we at 3130. So, you know, with that being said, like our key... I already told y'all we're going to cut out of here, and uh, we hope you have a good week. Peace. Peace.